here's something a little bit funny. And I love how the Lord works. He's like, no, 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 you should work on this idea. And I'm going to use it in a different way. I actually recorded this episode um, a couple weeks ago, and um, I'm actually re-recording it because uh, I think it needed to add stuff. Anyways, but the concept of this episode, which is seven ways to cultivate a thriving marriage, specifically as a female Christian entrepreneur, but as this idea was forming to create a series, uh, I could see how this was so perfectly suited within that series of things, right? So I got so excited that I actually had it ready to publish, ready to go, and then realized, no, it had a better spot inside this series. And I don't know, do you ever do something and go, gosh, you know what? I think I needed to add XYZ here or do something different. So anyways, today we are part two of our series on your marriage, your husband, and your business and working all of those things together. And I don't know if any of you have kind of stopped for a second and went and asked, you know, why is she saying your marriage and your husband? Because, you know, you have a husband and so therefore you're married. But I do see them as while they are one thing, they are two entities within that one thing. I don't know, kind of like the Trinity, maybe like there's that one all encompassing all three of them, but then they each have their own little role. And so we have that relationship with our husband, but then there's the marriage and what does that look like? And so we're going to talk today about seven ways to cultivate a thriving marriage. So grab your coffee, whatever you're going to need, sit down. My intent is that this is going to be a little bit shorter, sweet, to the point, a tactical, tangible. And I will tell you ahead of time, we are going to talk about some things that might be a little bit, I mean, not bad at all, but you might not want your little kids around hearing, you know, one three little word, you know, starts with an S, ends with an X. So I just want to, I just want to prepare you for that. Okay, you've been warned. Okay, I'll see you inside. Hey, Kingdom Builder. Welcome to the Growth Against the Grain podcast. Are you struggling to find balance between what Jesus wants for you and your big business goals? Do you find yourself up late at night, overwhelmed by the goals and growth you long for while also lacking the confidence to get there? Do you wake up with big, ambitious dreams only to feel frustrated that you're not promoting and afraid you'll fail when another team member quits and you missed that promotion again? Hey, I'm Michelle. I too was tired of being in the same place year after year. I too felt frustrated and wished to build the business of my dreams. I wanted to honor the Lord, level up, and see my team succeeding. But I kept telling myself, the products are too expensive, or no one wants to join me, or maybe I'm just not cut out for this. Does that sound familiar? Until I realized that all the growth and success was nothing if God wasn't my first priority. In this podcast, you'll find network marketing business tips, biblical mindset encouragement, and a little mama motivation sprinkled in from time to time, all so that you'll see the growth and success through God's eyes first. Let's partner together, grow against the grain of this world, and find that balance you've been craving. Friend, go grab your Bible, notebook, and that coffee that's been beeping at you from the microwave. Let's get ready to grow against the grain. I want to start each episode off with praying. I want to pray for us, for our minds, but I also want us to really see things the way that God has. And we know that the Holy Spirit, if you have asked Jesus to live in your heart, then you have 
the Holy Spirit living within you. And he is able to open your eyes to things that you may not have seen before. So let's start and pray. Father, you created us specifically for our husbands. We look back in Genesis and you you said how you created Adam and then it was not right for him to be alone. And you made a helper that is suitable for him, that is fit for him. Father, we are not perfect and we don't always get along, but we are fit perfectly or we are made perfectly to fit with our husbands. And I just thank you so much for the husbands and the wives that are represented here today, for the women who are listening and for their husbands who hopefully, Lord willing, are the benefactors of what you're doing in our hearts today. Lord, I pray that you would remove the distractions that are around us, that we can focus on cultivating this relationship, this number one, as we talked about last week, number one earthly relationship that you have given us, that we would cultivate it so we weren't just existing, but we are thriving. We are flourishing. Lord, I just cannot wait to see what you do in our lives and in our marriages and in our businesses and in your son's name. Amen. Okay, friends, I looked up the word cultivate. It means to foster the growth of. That's thanks to Merriam-Webster. In fact, I'm also going to give you a definition for the word thrive. And these are both um, thanks to our friend, our good friend, Merriam-Webster, right? Um, Cultivate. If you've listened for any length of time, you have heard me say multiple times, I can't grow anything. Now, I have bought this cute little flowering plant from Trader Joe's. And I have managed to keep it alive, I think, for almost two and a half weeks because I got it right before we moved back into our house and um, maybe even a little bit before that. So it is a modern day miracle. And now that I'm saying this, I'm realizing I haven't put, you know, watered it in just a little bit, but um, maybe all hope is not lost in me and maybe I can actually grow something. But the word cultivate to foster the growth of, and I think of planting and my, my grandmother was so incredibly gifted when it came to cultivating her garden. I have, uh, my cousin lives in Seattle, in the Seattle area, and she, we Marco Polo. I don't know if you Marco Polo, but it's kind of amazing. I loved it. I balked at it at first. Anyways, that has nothing to do with this, but she was going through her garden and showing me her garden and it's just beautiful. Granted, she lives in an area that gets a lot of rain where I live in a desert. Um, so that's my excuse. That's what I say anyways. And just seeing this growth, but it takes time. You have to foster that growth. My husband was just putting coffee grounds on some plants that are out in front. He is far more gifted when it comes to greenery and plants and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm good with the two-legged variety. He's good with the four and the plants and leaves and stuff like that. But it takes time. It takes effort. Well, the same is true with our marriages. Like we talked last week, like, I don't know about you, but did you have this romantic view? You know, Cinderella, you meet your Prince Charming and, you know, you wear the white dress and all the things, all the people are there and it's so much fun and it's a beautiful day. And well, friend, that's a wedding. Your marriage is day in, day out, which you're like, yep, I know. I know. I'm I'm in it right now, right? Um, so marriage can be difficult at times. And some of you are blessed with a marriage that actually, that's the easy thing. Maybe 
maybe parenting is harder for you. Maybe you're struggling in those areas. Um, but it's it, whenever you get two two people together, right? Two sinful people together, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. Then we want to cultivate. So we want to foster the growth of this beautiful thriving marriage. Well, what does thrive mean? It means to grow vigorously or to progress toward or realize a goal. I'm sorry, realize a goal despite or because of circumstances. So no matter what obstacles are going to come up, because they are, obstacles are absolutely going to come up. And so let me just tell you, we were not in our home for five months, right? So a lot of things got um, ignored. Our backyard, for example, we move in and we did not do anything to facilitate the weeds that grew and they were high. Like I'm not very tall. They were coming up to my waist. These just came. So growth is going to happen. And if you ignore it, it's going to be weeds. It's going to be wicked things, evil things that we just don't want, right? We don't want that kind of stuff. It's going to take work to get through those weeds and to cultivate something that is thriving, that will grow vigorously, that will progress toward or a, towards a goal of some sort um, because of these circumstances. These things that um, turn up the heat on us, the circumstances around us that are difficult, oh friend, those can be the sweetest. They really, really can. And if you're in the midst of it right now, you're like, I don't know how this is going to turn sweet, but it can, but it takes intentionality. So friend, I'm going to rapid fire these seven ways to cultivate a thriving marriage in the midst of being a Christian entrepreneur. You're likely a mom too. You're running the house. You're doing all of these different things. You're on PTF, you're whatever. You're, you've got all of these things going on, but we want to cultivate and nurture this most precious relationship that we vowed before God and our friends and our pastor till death do us part. So number one, intentionally pray. Friend, it's going to take time. If you do not know where to start, again, here comes the commercial that I don't get paid for, for praying the scriptures for your marriage by Jody Burnt. I will put the link again in the show notes. So all you have to do is click and buy this book. It will walk you through different ways in which you can pray for your husband. In fact, at the back of the book, I have it right next to me. You can hear me flipping through the pages. At the back of the book, uh, I can't remember what page it's on, but anyways, um, on page 243, you can go through 31 prayers for your husband. It is praying the scripture. Um, what go through these, pray these every single day. If you're like, I don't know how to intentionally pray for my husband, do these. Like it's, it's all done for you. It's like those, um, remember those thank you cards when your kids were little and it was like, dear blank, thank you for blank. I like using it for blank, whatever. That's exactly what this is. Intentionally pray. If you can do it together. Oh my gosh. Even better. Number two. Friend, you know it's coming. I told you. I told you at the intro. I was going to say this. I was going to say this word. Sex. Friend, we are made, we are perfectly made for our husband. I don't just mean emotionally and spiritually, but physically. We are created to blend together, to mold together. He has things that you need and you got things that he needs. You know what I'm saying? Wink, wink, nod, nod. Um, but that is a way in which we can come 
together. And if this is an area where you have struggled, I cannot recommend enough, enough the podcast uh, Home in Your Heart. Home, yeah, Home of Home in Your Heart with Francie Winslow. Um, absolutely, I'm sorry, Heaven in Your Home. Home in Your Heart, Heaven in Your Home, whatever. Um, I will link it in the show notes as well. Heaven in Your Home, start with episode one. I can't even tell you what a difference this has made in my own marriage. Friend, if you've been in the church any length of time, and especially if you're my age and kind of grew up in this abstinence, wait till you're married, which I firmly believe, absolutely, this is what we teach our children because I believe that's what God's word says, but there can be this uh, uh, mind frame that it's like, okay, I know we said I do, but really is everything okay now? And um, so maybe you don't have the greatest relationship with this idea of intimacy in your marriage. So go listen to that. But friend, there is a connection that I talked in in episode one of this series about our superpower. Friend, we have a superpower when it comes to intimacy, not to be used not to be exploited. And again, I go back to, I believe that most of your husbands are like mine and they desire the best for you. They love you intimately. They love everything that you are. They they love you despite your size, big, small, in between, um, all of it. He loves you. So, um, I, and if you're not in that sort of relationship and, um, sex is used in a, in a wicked and evil way, then friend, I would, I would really encourage you to seek out biblical counseling, but that is definitely a huge way you can cultivate a thriving marriage. Absolutely. It is not just about what your husband needs. Francie says constantly, it's, you know, too often we think it's about a, a man's need and a woman's duty or a wife's duty, um, that's not how God designed it. Not at all how God designed it. And I am hoping and praying that this path that I have in my mind for this podcast, we can get into that a little bit more. Okay. Number three, spend time together. Yes. Like actually spend time together, not with kids crawling all over you. Find intentional time that you can be together. And one of those ways is number four, go for a walk. We're hitting the nice time of year, right? We're, we're in the throes of spring, coming into summer. Take advantage of that, especially if you live in an area where you actually have seasons, not like me, where our seasons are, you know, somewhere between 90 and 110. And then, you know, our cold season is somewhere in the 60s. So if you have those seasons, take advantage of that time. Go for a walk. I can't even tell you how much... Um, sweetness has come from a walk. Even I can remember specific times where we were not seeing eye to eye on things. In fact, the last thing I wanted to do was go on a walk with him alone. Like I just didn't want to see him. I didn't want to talk to him. And we went on a walk one time. We didn't really even talk to each other. But by the time we finished it, it was just exactly what we needed exactly what we needed. And it was so rejuvenating and it allowed us to um, just work through things. And I think there's something really sweet too about um, being on a walk where you're you're not looking eye to eye. It's just that time where you can kind of say things and talk through things and you're you're verbally and physically processing things and, and going through things and, and you're outside. There's something really um, refreshing about nature 
right? Number five, I know number one, I said intentionally pray. Number five, I'm going to say pray together. Find a time. This does not have to be three hours of prayer. This does not need to be, you know, a lengthy thing. It is sit down together, pray. Again, if you need help in what to pray, get this book. I cannot stress it enough. And and look at the topic and go, oh gosh, you know what? We're, I promise you, your husband, if you open up this book and you go to chapter um, chapter 10, Enjoying Good Sex, and say, hey babe, do you think we could pray through some of these scriptures? He's like, uh, yes, yes ma'am, I will be right there. Uh, start there. I mean, start there. Pray for good sex. Absolutely. Pray together. Take five minutes. You can do that. Number six, take up a hobby. Find something that you guys can do together, especially um, just being intentional about it. I'm so I'm so um, impressed with, so my middle daughter has been babysitting frequently for a family friend of ours. They have three little kids, little kids, and they are pretty intentional about finding time together. It's costing them money to go out. It's costing them money to hire a babysitter, but they do it. And sometimes they're going to dinner. Sometimes they're doing other things. But what if you hired a babysitter or you switched off with a friend or whatever so you can take up a hobby? One of the things that I want to do is dancing, um, like salsa dancing or um, uh, ballroom dancing or some, you know, I've got a 20 year old. We got weddings around the corner and I want to be able to dance nicely with my husband. Plus there's also something really kind of sexy about being able to dance with your husband um, and maybe, you know, work on those creative juices as well. So it has multi multifaceted approach to it all. Um, but take up a hobby that you guys are just doing to your, on your own. Uh, around here where we live, we have this catalog that comes out that shows like all these things through the parks and recs really that they offer in different companies. And it's always for like a, a less expensive price. It's also for like a shorter amount of time. You're not signing up for months and months, You're signing up for a couple of weeks. So look through your parks and recs. Maybe there's something like that that you can take advantage of, or like we have a community college that offers some of these things, you know, do a semester of cooking or taking Italian. That's one thing I absolutely want to do is take conversational Italian, um, you know, and finding something that you guys can do together. Okay. Number seven, set your phones down. Put them down. I just saw an article pop up about this family that their son was getting so distracted and his grades were suffering and there were just a lot of things. And so they bought him a dumb phone, <laughs> you know, not a smartphone, and how they saw things change. Like his academics went up and his socialization went up and just all of these different things. And that we are so tied to these quote unquote smartphones that actually are sucking the life out of us. I remember my grandmother you know, kind of being of that age of, you know, watching TV, it rots your brain. And all of a sudden, as I became a teacher, I could tell the difference between the kids who were readers and used their imagination and those who watch TV. I love TV. I love movies. So you can tell which camp I was in. But I've seen it also play out differently in my own children. My middle daughter is a voracious reader and her creative writing, it, it shows that. It's it's so it's so true. So put down your phones, find something creative, pick up a book together or or just pick up a book so that you're not constantly um, looking at your phone. You know, find a show that you guys all like together that you can watch and, and not pick up your phone too. Do you ever, have you ever noticed this? Try this. So put your phone down and like put yours away. Put it to where you, it's not next to you. You're 
unless you're a brain surgeon, I'm pretty sure you're not being called at all hours of the night. Some of you might be, but um, put it down and watch whatever you're watching or, or eat dinner or whatever it is. And notice how many people you're around are constantly checking their phones. We need to go back to that. We need to go back to like checking our phones at the door and just be done with it. So here they are. Seven ways to cultivate a thriving marriage. One, intentionally pray. Friend, you need to be intentionally praying, period. Number two, sex. Be intimate with your husband. Number three, spend time together intentionally time together. If he needs to run an errand and you can go do that, go with him. Yes. Number four, go for a walk, get out in nature, do something, ride a bike, do something that you guys like doing together. Number five, pray together. Find three minutes to pray together. Again, I'm telling you, this resource is amazing. Number six, take up a, take up a hobby, find something that you guys can do together. And number seven, set your phones down. Father, I pray that you go before this, these wives, these women here who are desiring to grow marriages that are against the grain of this world. I pray that you would pour blessings over their marriage, that you would pour blessings over their children, that you would pour blessings over their businesses, Lord, because they are fearing you and putting things in the right priority, Father. Cultivate, grow, strengthen these marriages in a way that is a vessel, a beacon for you, Lord, that people look and go, what is different about them? Thank you, Father, in your son's name. Amen. Hey, don't forget that we're going to have a Q&A at the end of this, at the end of, you know, the, the whole series. So if you have questions about your husband, your marriage, and your business, like how all that works together that you want to ask me or you want to get my husband's perspective on it, put it down, send it to me, shoot it in the, you know, send it to me in an email, or you can go shoot me a DM over on Instagram or go to the um, Google form that I've asked just a couple little questions and throw your, throw your questions in there. Cause I would love to hear them. So can't wait to hear from you. I'll see you soon. Hey, before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's episode, would you pop over to iTunes to Growth Against the Grain and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of other mamas just like you, learning to align their audacious goals with what God has for them, then join us at bit.ly slash Christian Mindset Support or click on the link below. There's always room for one more. Can't wait to see you over there.